Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is September 10th. Today we begin a brand new Come Follow Me block and this week we're going to begin the book of 2 Corinthians. What's interesting about the book of 2 Corinthians is that it's the second recorded epistle that we have to the Corinthians. However, there's a good chance that there was an epistle before the first Corinthians, and there's a good chance there was at least one letter between first Corinthians and second Corinthians, possibly even two letters, and also most likely a visit between those two epistles. And so this is not Paul going from a random letter and then they don't hear from him for a while and then he's going to write him another letter. There had been a lot of communication. There had been a lot of relationship building between this first letter and the second letter. It is interesting, though, to see the difference in tone between 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. It is clear that a relationship has built between Paul and the people of Corinth. It is clear that he has a greater understanding of their struggles and what they are working on. And because of that, he has developed a greater degree of love and kindness and mercy to them. Now, that's not to say that where he sees something wrong, he's not going to call them to repentance, but it would seem that there has been a lot of repentance that has happened between 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians because he's going to speak a lot more mercy and a lot more comfort in 2 Corinthians. Now, speaking of comfort, that is a huge theme of the book of 2 Corinthians. Paul was going through really, really difficult times when he wrote this letter, and it would appear the people of Corinth were as well. He's going to speak to comfort and how we receive comfort, that God is a God of comfort. He's also going to talk about the principle of suffering and how that plays into life for us as believers. So if you are going through times of difficulty or struggle, 2 Corinthians is the place to be this week for you because there is so much comfort spoken here in this book. Something else that's interesting that we see here is it would appear that between the book of 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, a group of false teachers have come into Corinth and are confusing the people. They are teaching as if they are apostles, but they are not teaching what the apostles teach. And in some cases, they're even trying to make the people of Corinth question Paul's authority as an apostle. We're going to see these false teachers called out several times in the book of Corinthians. And I think that's important to note as we get started in this book so that we can know historically that that was an issue or a problem among the Corinthians. And that is why Paul is addressing it here. Now, to start out, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1 talks about who is writing this book. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, with all the saints which are in all Achaia. There are a couple things in this that I think are important to note. First of all, he says, yes, this is to the saints of Corinth, but he also makes note that he believes that the people of Corinth are going to share this with other saints. But what's interesting is that Paul says that he's writing it along with Timothy. It's actually likely that Paul wrote this epistle himself, but he wrote it on behalf of him and Timothy. Timothy was there with him. But as we read the book of 2 Corinthians, we don't really see Timothy's voice very pronounced here. So most likely Paul was writing it, most likely bouncing ideas off of Timothy and working with Timothy to 
address different problems, but it comes from Paul's voice, which I think is kind of interesting. But I like that he gives credit where credit is due to Timothy. Next in verse two, it says, grace be to you and peace from God, our father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. This first caught my attention because as we know, in the book of first Corinthians, there is a huge theme of unity, of coming together as fellow saints. And as I was thinking about that, and as I read verse two, I love the way Paul speaks to these saints in Corinth. He starts off by saying, grace be to you and peace. My friends, is that what we wish for all those with whom we come in contact? Do we wish grace and peace to be upon all the different members of our church, all our different friends, all the people that we meet? Or do we still have a spirit of competition, a spirit of comparison? Do we still experience a little bit of pride that prevents us from wishing the very best for those with whom we come in contact? Paul clearly didn't feel this. He approached these people in Corinth and everyone with whom he came in contact, grace and peace, because he had rid himself of pride, comparison, and competition. I just thought that was a really interesting principle and something that I want to apply to myself. I want to love people that I come in contact with. I want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt to the point where I am wishing nothing but grace and peace to everyone that I meet and everyone that I speak to. And then in verse three, I absolutely love this verse. It says, blessed be God, even the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Now, the second half of those verses, verse four, is absolutely phenomenal. I don't think we'll have time to dive into that verse today. We'll probably talk about it a little bit more tomorrow. But for now, let's jump into verse three. He praises God, the father of Jesus Christ, and then he calls him the father of mercies and the God of comfort. My friends, I want to ask you, how has God been the father of mercies in your life? How has he been the God of comfort? It's interesting when we talk about the father of mercies, it's really easy to jump to the big things, right? For the past couple of days, we've talked about the plan of salvation and the degrees of glory and the doctrine of baptisms for the dead. We've talked about those being some of the greatest evidences of God's mercy in the latter days. And so maybe our brain skips to those big things. But my friends, are there small mercies from God that sometimes we have a tendency to overlook? Are we seeing the small mercies of God that come into our lives every single day? Elder Bednar, several years ago, in fact, I think this was his first full talk as a general authority, talked about the tender mercies of the Lord. And what I love about this talk is he teaches us that the mercies of God are more than just the giant things in our lives, but that we should be looking for the small mercies that we see every single day from God. Listen to what he says. He says, the Lord's tender mercies are the very personal and individualized blessings, strength, protection, assurances, guidance, loving kindnesses, 
consolation, support, and spiritual gifts which we receive from and because of and through the Lord Jesus Christ. Truly, the Lord suits his mercies according to the conditions of the children of men. We should not underestimate or overlook the power of the Lord's tender mercies, the simpleness, the sweetness, and the constancy of the tender mercies of the Lord will do much to fortify and protect us in the troubled times in which we do now and will yet live. When words cannot provide the solace we need or express the joy we feel, when it is simply futile to attempt to explain that which is unexplainable, when logic and reason cannot yield adequate understanding about the injustices and inequities of life, when mortal experience and evaluation are insufficient to produce a desired outcome, and when it seems that perhaps we are so totally alone, truly, we are blessed by the tender mercies of the Lord and made mighty even unto the power of deliverance. My friends, if you are feeling disconnected from your Father in heaven, or if you are in any way, shape, or form questioning his love for you or his awareness of you, I challenge you to look in your life for the God of mercy. Look for the little things that God does every single day to bring joy into your life, to bring peace, to bring comfort, to tell you that he is there and that he loves you. It's my testimony and it's my experience that the more we look for these little mercies that the Lord sends us every day, the more our eyes will be open to them and the more we will be filled with love from the God of mercies. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 